Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the host where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I am your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. For one more week until we lose him again for Woo! just a little while. I mean, Everyone, that's... it's going to be fine. And then <laughs> your super producer, Riley Bray. Hey, hey, we're back in yeah. the clubhouse. Yeah, Bryce, you've been coming and going, working on your... Yes, I have a secret project yes. that I'm working on that is, uh, as you know, as I've been asking for Bigfoot stories, so... Needless to say, there might be a correlation, draw your own conclusions, but I'll be announcing it uh, relatively shortly, and I can't wait, yeah. and I appreciate all the support, and I uh, can't wait to tell you all about it. And speaking of support, as you're listening to this, uh, it is June 5th, and we just had contact in the desert. Yes. We don't know how it went because we're recording it before we uh, go, <laughs> this show, but I'm sure it was awesome, and I want to thank everyone who came totally. out. And uh, we'll drop we'll drop um, the show that show uh, here on the feed. Awesome! Uh, yeah, it was a huge turnout. We appreciate all you coming. <laughs> yeah, especially, the, especially the aliens that yeah. came from yeah, Alpha Centauri. Yeah, the aliens showed up. Totally, it's great Super to meet cool. you. Yeah. The aliens to actually be our guests. Yeah, that was I think I felt some missing amazing. time in there. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we delivered disclosure. Our was... work here is done. <laughs> so we're all going to disappear into a portal in the forest. Exactly. And, um, this is actually the last episode of Bigfoot Collectors. <laughs> no. Um, speaking. Of of strange and amazing stuff and all the paranormal things that we like to cover on the show we have an expert on today's episode uh he is a practicing witch doctor that is doctor with a k and or ck i should say and co-host of the witch and the medium podcast alongside friend of the show adela levine yeah Everyone, please welcome to the show, Mystic Dylan! Yay! Oh, thank you. Yes. Is Dylan your last name? No. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Dylan is my last name. That'd I am, be awesome. My Christian name is Mystic. 
Great. Love it. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. Mama's like, I'm going to name him Mystic. <laughs> That's right. It's beautiful. There we go. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. We, of course, are meeting for the first time ever. Yes. Uh, we know you through Adela. And as soon as, you know, we I've heard uh, the show and I was like, we got to get this guy on the podcast. So thank you so much for being uh, with us today. And thank I you. think we should just jump right into it. Yeah. Lots um, to cover today for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, Mystic Dylan, what is your personal paranormal history? Ooh. Um, so I I think it's so weird because I actually came so my love of witchcraft and the occult came through my love of history. Very and I cool. think my spiritual side tapped on later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so like I just remember um I was like, uh, like growing up, I lived right next to this shop called Bodhi Tree. Um, I love that on Melrose. Oh my God, I miss the that Bodhi place. Tree. I miss it so much. Um, and the woman who like worked behind the shop, I used to go there all the time. I was like, I was nine. I love that you're, and... the, you're the result of what happens when you grow up in LA <laughs> right. next to an occult bookshop. Yes. <laughs> Both your parents but are actors, they're never home. My Earth mom Cafe. was woo woo. <laughs> yeah, Earth Cafe. And uh, I was just there. Like, I was that woo woo child. Um, and this woman who worked there was from Sri Lanka. And I was there all the time. And she got so, she's like, you're going to learn something. So she taught me how to read palms. No so at nine way. years old, I, I learned how to uh, this palmistry. Is like, this is like cool. a story of like a kid growing up like with a band of tra- traveling like bards or like absolutely a circus, right you know and like yeah. a fantasy kingdom of some kind and both so both my parents worked and i was there like all the time and i'd get off work and i'd and off school and i would go to bodhi Let's tree be honest work school <laughs> work, is work, work be paid to do that yeah, no yeah. and i'd get in trouble because i would read i'd read all the little kids fortunes i'd read their palms that's, oh, that's right. like yeah um and then after that uh i started learning tarot i got into tarot so i started taking tarot classes at bodhi tree um and then my father for my 13th birthday got me a book called the real witch's book on the real witch's spell book which probably is not the thing you get like you know uh, a child of divorce who probably has <laughs> a lot of teenage angst but he did uh, <laughs> and he paid for it yeah <laughs> and i just remember reading and i'm like Wicca, what's this? It's a religion. Witchcraft is a religion, um, which it's not. But um, I just kind of got into that, and and my father loved history. My grandfather uh, was a teacher at FSU um, so in Florida. So there was just this need for knowledge that I had early on. Um, But it wasn't until I really started getting into witchcraft and kind of opening myself up to it that I saw the results. And, like, as a kid, too, I had crazy dreams, and they were, like, prophetic, mm. and I'm like, this is weird. And, like, when I would read cards, there would be this similarity. I was like, there's there's something here. And as I delved into that, and, and as I learned more about folk magic, it's just kind of, like, my connection with spirit. So, Adela, who, who is a friend of she, like, I always say, like, all roads lead to Rome, but, like, Adela, like, gets there. She has, like, a super shuttle. Um, to the spirit world, <laughs> right. like it's like there. She's taking the monorail. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh no, no, I'm I'm taking the monorail and the ferry okay. to get there. She's kind of like zipped in. Oh, Japanese she's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She, okay. It's she like she's she just teleports. Um, because I use tools, so when I do spirit communication, I'll use bones. Um, or I'll tap in with like a, a pendulum or something, and she's like, they're here. Right. And I'm like, oh. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so you're saying that uh, you do like Adela contact the other side as mm-hmm. well? You speak, you speak to spirits. Yeah, but um, you need to use some. You need to use some like tools that are provided in order. Absolutely, to connect. and I think it's because early on as a child, I remember I saw there were like two moments where I saw things, and I was like, nope. I'm good. And I think I just kind of like shut that out. So like my rule is I don't want to see you. Tell Mm -hmm. me what you want me to, you know, pass on. I just don't want to look at your face. (laughs) I just don't want to (laughs) look because you're a spider god. (laughs) And I'm very scared of you. A hundred percent. Let's talk about what these things you saw as a child that you were afraid of. Well, and and I was telling like shadow people, like mm. I saw, I definitely saw things on on, like, like a shadow, like full on shadow. Um, and then the other time, um, my uh my childhood dog, his name was Aladdin. Mm-hmm, he was nice. a lab. He passed away. Um, and he used to like sleep in my bed. Why didn't you um, name him Alabin? That's oh, thinking the same thing. You're punny. <laughs> you're punny. I love it. I should have. Um, and I, so he like passed away and I just had like, I just went to like my mini like young childhood depression. And then, kid you not, I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like this weight on my bed and I looked up and like he was there right there and that just like freaked me out oh so mm. it terrified like me. i mean i loved i'm like yeah, Aladdin, yeah, yeah. i love you so much yeah. but at the same time too like you're totally dead yeah, yeah. was he a full <laughs> physical manifestation uh, yeah like it could was you, was he tactile was, could you touch him no no okay. I, but i felt the weight i right. definitely felt the weight of him on my bed and when i looked he was curled up oh, and there bloody. and like asleep yeah and oh, i was just kind of like Ugh. so it's yeah. also like a confirmation and a validation of, of what you've been like reading about and like studying yeah. and it's like was and that the first time that it was like really real to you yes and i think the other time too that it was like th- when i got the confirmation that i was like there's definitely something there um is i remember like I remember doing a reading for someone um, and I was just like bullshitting. I was like, this is what I learned. Um, And then I remember having this like crazy dream and it was my middle school teacher. And I just remember her having like, it was like raining glass. And I remember I told her Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is so weird, but this is what's happening. And she's like, no. And I was like, I don't know. Like it was really traumatic for me. Right. And sure enough, like two days later, she got into a car accident (gasps) and like all her windshields like broken and she was freaked out. I didn't even think about it. That, of yeah, course, that makes sense. Like, and it was because she wasn't injured. There was no car, and this is why I think when it comes to divination and prophecy, it's not everyone thinks that you're going to get like these exact images, and it's yeah. actually very. Um, I would say that there, are, there's, it's cloudy. You know, there are different facets of a, a diamond, so to and, speak. Uh, it sounds very, meta- yeah. like symbolic. It's like yeah. it's raining glass. It's, it's raining glass. Like that's that's what I remember. And there was no blood or anything. She didn't seem in pain. I just remember that there was just all the. It was like reflective, and she was just walking. Weird. And it was a lot. Yeah. Right. That's and crazy. She, so, she and she was a fine. Lot of injuries? No, not at all. But so she got she got uh, she got it hit her on the side, and then like I guess. 
guess the impact is what blew in the 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 glass. The glass. Wow. But like she was she was totally fine. That reminds me of uh, what you were saying. We were at a meeting the other day, and you were like, Adela had said the day before. Oh yeah, tell tell For us about our listeners, this. Yeah, uh, we'll enjoy this. Uh, when she was on the show, she intuited seeing me in an office with glass walls, and sure enough, uh, we found ourselves actually all of us, the three of us, in a meeting at an office building <laughs> surrounded by glass walls. Now I don't know if it's the exact thing that she was talking about, but I had to be like, well, this. I mean, this is just a few days had passed since yeah. that episode. Oh, snap. <laughs> and yeah, that was, like, was pretty well, crazy. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> well, Adele, I will tell you, so I call myself a skeptic psychic mm-hmm. because I did come to this. Uh, my, my love of history is kind of what pulls me into this. Um, but I remember I got a reading from it, and, and Adela didn't know. So, like... Um, I only have my grandmother on my father's side is, is alive, but everyone else has passed. And I just remember sitting down and like, I was not close to them because I, we didn't, we weren't raised together. Uh, the closest one that I was was probably to my step grandfather, who was the, um, who was a teacher. And I just remember sitting down and like Adela was like, you know, oh, there's a John here and that's the name of my grandfather. And I was like, and I have like he's not on my social media, mm-hmm. so like there's no way like I I'm so I've never even posted a picture of him. You know there was no obituary when he passed. There was nothing. So for her to know that, and the other thing too is that he was such he we had a volatile relationship. Even though I love him and respect him, but <laughs> she was just like, oh yeah, he is so frustrated with you, Dylan, and like oh, all wow. this stuff. And I was she's like, so wait a minute, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and she's like, you're not reading those books. And I was like, oh snap! Wow. Like I got called out. Um, so I just a testament to her. She's pretty wow. phenomenal. Do you ever? Get contact with people from your families. Yeah, so like my grandpa, like my grandfather comes in like from time to time. Like the the craziest thing books he loved books and my 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 love of books kind of came from that but i will i there will be a book that i put away and it will either disappear when i need it Mm -hmm. and it'll appear somewhere else or like so i always think that that's kind of like contact like a weird thing with books or like um and there'll be something that i haven't seen in a long time um and it'll just happen and actually the craziest story was i applied for so when my grandfather was alive he insisted and he was very big on like dreams and doing things and like he would not like there was no mundane like like obstacles were not a thing it was like oh you want to do that you can do it i'm like no you don't understand and he's like but i do um so because they, I'm a grandpa, <laughs> right? Because I'm a grandpa. Knock shit down. Like, <laughs> I mean, this, this, he was, he was pretty ahead of his time. But, um, in he read in some newspaper that they were doing scholarships to Egypt. Oh, okay, wow. um, and he's like, you should apply for this. And I'm like, that's amazing. But if you look at the bullet points, it's like you need a PhD in this. You need to have a bachelor's in this. Like, I went to school for musical theater. Like, I was going to be on Broadway, have seven <laughs> mm-hmm. Tony Awards. That was my goal. And he's like, no, you should do this. You love, 
Egypt and you should apply. So I was like, sure. So I did it out of like stress. Mm -hmm. And he actually like wrote this letter because he was a, a teacher at FSU. And I was like, there's no way. So I moved to New York. I'm a year in. They never call me. He would call me every week. Did they call you? I'm like, no, it's Columbia University. There is no way in God's green earth that they're going to contact some 18-year-old who has no experience doing this. Um, so sure enough, years go by. He passes. Mm -hmm. It has now been five years. And I got a call from this woman. And she's like, I just want to let you know, I read your paper. Would you like to go on an excavation to Egypt? And I... And this was like I I and so it was five years since I sent that letter, but it was like three months after he had passed. Wow. So it was a paper so or a letter. It, it was it was a paper and then a letter of recommendation from him. Got it. Okay. Got it. But the thing is that that article was posted five years ago for a one time like yeah. scholarship. They should not right. have been reviewing. Those it should papers not have been reviewing that post. five years post. Yeah, he and he's pulled it uh, out from a stack. I hundred percent. Right? Like, a hundred percent and what's funny is that when i actually went like then it was like one supernatural experience after another like i wow. went in the catacombs of of rome and the freaking bone fell in front of me and mind you these bones are like in place yeah. wow. you know it's not like like the monks did a good job of making sure that these bones were just there yeah, yeah. you wow. know i went in the um what's this what was the significance of the bone falling uh, so they you? so in the catacombs uh you have these monks um during the 14th century they kind of uh ar arranged like every time a monk would pass they arranged their bones in this in this way it's entirely um, made up of yeah bones, isn't it's it? entirely made up of bones it's a sight to behold. it's pretty insane it you should go um i haven't seen the ones in paris apparently mm. the catacombs of paris are like beyond wow. anything else but the ones in rome are pretty amazing um so you have these skulls lined up and you have these archways made of bones and we're all just looking and it's it was almost as if someone was on the other side like at first i was like was it a rat or something because mm -hmm. you just saw this bone moving no and we were way. all yeah it was me and like like six other people and we're like what and then it just goes <laughs> plop Whoa. and we were like Whoa! But no rat like, or anything. Dylan, grab that. That's yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for you. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't take that, but I do have a crucifixion nail from the first century, wow. uh, and I have an oil. I have like Where two oil lamps. That <laughs> from another catacomb. Wow. So the so the Romans um, were very superstitious. So they they burnt all their dead. Uh, they didn't believe in burying their dead. So Christians during that time were built outside the city walls so they have their own catacombs and it's actually really sad because sometimes the graves are this big and sometimes the holes are that big because so we they were from like for our listeners at home you're you're just from shoe like, like shoebox down to like a couple inches down to a couple inches mm. um because uh the story goes that obviously so during the time of nero uh he was accused of burning rome um so he blamed the christians so christians were persecuted so mm. some and obviously christians bury their dead so sometimes you have a full body sometimes you have a finger oh, wow. that's remained because the lions so that right. that would be buried that but the whole 
yeah, that's the whole thing. But there were nails everywhere because a lot of them were also crucified. Wow. So I, I, one may have fallen into my bag. <laughs> and what's the significance wow. of a, cru- like, how does, is that a tool you will use or is it just an artifact? It's just an artifact. So I work at the Mystic Museum uh, in Burbank, California. Oh, cool. oh great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, so it's called Bearded Ladies Mystic Museum. And I'm, I'm there like in house psychic occult, uh, consultant um and we kind of have a museum um because when i went to my trip uh the cairo museum in egypt was closing because they're moving to giza they're opening up this like huge three floor museum it's going to be epic um and they have like no space so when i went there they're like oh you work in a museum do you want this funerary mask and all these artifacts Uh, and i was like what sure (laughs) my grandfather i'm telling you i swear he he gave me the hookup yeah um (laughs) Wow. He really did. He so, likes like, weird stuff. Uh, yeah. Just get him this. So I imagine, like history. He likes yeah. history. It's, it's not my taste, but let's get this to Right? It. it was so, and it's so weird. And like when I was a kid, when I was like 13, I would always joke and be like, I'm going to be the curator of the Cairo Museum. Wow. Uh, and sure enough, the curator of the Cairo Museum is like, please take this 3,400-year-old funerary mummy mask Whoa. back to Burbank, California. What a trip. Where yeah. dreams come true. Where dreams come true. So I want to ask you about uh, your work itself. Yeah. Um, you're, you call yourself a witch doctor. Yeah. You don't like the word or do you like the word psychic? Uh, so, I mean, I, I well, don't mind it. I think there are so many misconceptions about the word. Right. Every time I say I'm a psychic, people are like, can you read what my mind? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know what I'm thinking? Um, and and it, it's not, it's not like, like it doesn't work like that. Um, so and I would say that... Yeah. Cards. So, so walk us through I would say, what you do. I would say seer or oracle. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I like you know? both of those words. I, like, I would say seer or oracle. I'm kind of like the conduit right. um, for that. I use the tools. I speak through the tools. Um, so bone throwing... Um, and I uh, actually brought my bone, so I'll show you later. Ooh, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll give can a bone. Do, uh, yeah, can I'll we do, a, do one on on the air if you don't mind. Yeah, it's well, kind of loud, but yeah. yeah, is that allowed? Say, uh, yeah, it's allowed. I'm just saying they're loud. You'll oh, hear the okay. rattling, but if you right. don't mind, a hundred percent. Mic up them bones. Yeah. So yeah. throw them bones. Yeah. Um. So uh, bone throwing. The cool thing about them is that so claromancy, the art of throwing lots, has been used by every everyone, every nationality, every culture for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's one of the oldest tools of divination. Um, and then bones themselves, um, the Greeks, Romans, Egyptians, they all threw bones uh, in Africa. They use bones for uh, divination. Um, and then really where I discovered it, I went to New Orleans and, and you know, I was doing tarot and tarot readings and, and I would be there in Jackson Square giving my $20 tarot readings. And I just remember um, this woman who taught voodoo. Her name's Bloody Mary and she's epic. Um, <laughs> it's a good name for a she's, voodoo um, She's amazing. She was like on Ghost Hunters and she's, she's done a lot of stuff. Also has a great so, brunch place. Yeah, <laughs> she really does. Hungover. Her Bloody Marys are amazing. Oh, um, so she's pretty awesome. And she's she she's like you're so good with the cards have you ever tried throwing bones and i was like no and she gave me a bone reading that like blew my mind and the bones are pretty i mean every bone has an association Mm -hmm. you throw the bones and it's just like it makes so much sense so i really enjoy that and And what is bone throwing what 
uh, tradition does that come uh, from? So there are different ones. So you have Yoruba. It's a hoodoo tradition from okay. New Orleans. Um, but it definitely comes from – it came over via the Atlantic slave trade. Okay. Uh, so it, it's kind of infused with a lot of like Irish uh, folk magic, different magics like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so depending on, on what tradition you, you use. Well, and also too, it's like as if we believe in – like we were talking about this earlier that in the Egyptians believe that objects can hold energy. What Absolutely. more object can hold energy than, than someone's bones. bones? Yeah, it's wild. A hundred percent. And it's also too, so like – uh, just like I said, so Adela, she will tap in. They're there. She'll talk to the spirits. Um, but to me, the bones, they have ancestral properties. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to speak to someone on the other side, you could shake and throw the bones. And is that and you could mostly read. the goal is, is is communicating with the other side? Or is any it of it prophetic? On, like, it's see prophetic. The so I, I use it both. If you want to talk to someone, you can use that as well. But I, I'll do it for daily situations. Mm. Like I do a bone throw at the end of the day and everyone's like why don't you do it at the beginning of the day and to me it's because if i throw the bones and i see like chaos or if i see a confrontation Mm -hmm. that's going to happen that whole day i'm worrying about that confrontation i love checking in at the end of the day and i'm like that happened Mm -hmm. or like i see that right you know got it yeah wild that's really cool yeah it's it's pretty awesome and then what um i'm just you know, we get when we get experts in on the show. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> lapping up the information. Let's, yeah, I want to learn, learn, learn. Um, you brought with us, or you brought for us today, a doll. Yeah, voodoo doll. Made. So it's a voodoo doll. Yeah. So let's talk about voodoo because when we think about voodoo, I think most people think about like, and a voodoo doll, like someone sticking a pin in it to make you know. I, Why I'm are you sorry, pointing I pointed at me, bro? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to make someone else <laughs> like grab their knee and go ah, or like my back. You know? Yeah, it's and like unfortunately, a revenge thing. What is a voodoo doll? What what's its purpose? Well, first, so voodoo, uh, they're, they're Voodoo is it's two things. So voodoo is is a religion. It's a Haitian religion. It's a religion from Haiti that came over the via the Atlantic slave trade from Africa. Um, so that in itself, that is voodoo. Um, and really, voodoo is the veneration of spirits and ancestors. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is what the religion is. Okay, in New Orleans, it's something different. Okay, okay. so in New Orleans, it's that it's that religion. Um, but it's also it's been and, um, combined and and synchronized with uh, Irish folk magic, Catholicism, um, and voodoo. Uh, Haitian voodoo also has a lot of Catholicism in it too. Um, Native American magic um, and a bunch of different folk practices that are combined. Um, the Catholicism, everyone gets so confused that it's so present, mm-hmm. um, but. When the slaves came in, they were forced to be uh, Christian and Catholic, and that's how they hid their religion and spiritual beliefs. They hid it behind uh, Catholicism. That's cool. The voodoo doll. I mean, doll, none of that's well, cool. No, that's I'm just saying, cool. But that's <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Um, the so and actually, I always say that you know when you look at religion or when you look at myths, um, all it's all the same. Same. St- Different stories, it's the same outcome or the same thing, the same goal, so to speak. Um, and uh, one of the – so they have in Voodoo, you have Mama Brigitte, uh, and she is kind of this goddess of of death and retribution and fertility. Um, but she is Saint Bridget. 
Uh, so the Irish say, that's saint. Like Ir- yeah. yeah, and St. Bridget is Bridget, the pagan yes. Celtic goddess. Yeah. Wow. So when you, you have Brigitte, I was like, isn't that a Celtic? Yeah. So you have goddess. about 2,000 years, and she she just doesn't die. She, she's she been around. So Bridget becomes St. Bridget, who becomes Mama Brigitte. So what I is, think that's what so Brigitte, interesting. What is St. Bridget... Uh, govern um so saint bridget governs um so uh uh the wanderers okay so if you're lost or if you're if you uh for those she guides those to the other side um there's a crazy story which i love and so pagans were forced to be christian um and when a the recurring theme happening here right, right? Yeah. so when when the christians when they were like we can't kill all of you. Um, they're like, let's let's tell you a story. So they're like, oh, you have a Bridget? We have a Bridget too. So the story goes is that Bridget is in Ireland, you know, doing her witchy magic because she was a goddess of magic and motherhood, apparently got this calling that Jesus was going to be born, okay, got it. and leaves Ireland goes to Bethlehem <laughs> and becomes the the midwife to Mary. Okay. And helps Jesus uh this you is know. like when like DC acquires like, yeah. like like two different comic properties. Like, well, yeah. how are we gonna move Wildstorm universe into the it's an new 52. Of myth. Let's yeah. uh all right, suddenly now, like, the authority is hanging out with the Justice League. It's like Absolutely. That, that's a, that's it's wild, the but. craziest story. Um, but sure enough, like, they were like, see, like, like this pagan goddess loves Jesus. Right, right. You know? So they were like, oh, okay, let's convert. Mm. I mean, Easter. Yeah, this is all retcon. Yeah. Easter <laughs> that we celebrate is literally the name of a goddess. Yeah. Mm. She's yeah, a goddess yeah, yeah. of spring. Yeah. You know Esther, right? Yeah, Esther. Look at you. Look at you. You know. Have you some know. Pagan roots in me. You know. We all do. That's the other thing too. Everyone. Everyone. Uh, everyone practices magic, and I love what people are like. No, never. And it's like you make a birthday wish. You know, you blow out a candle. candle, Absolutely, that's magic. That's all folk magic. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about magic. We've barely talked. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit on the show. <laughs> um, where, where are those places that people? practice magic in a day-to-day and not realize that the birthday candle one is amazing. Yeah. I never thought about that. Salt. You spill salt. Everyone has mm-hmm. the the inkling to throw it over uh, their shoulder. Um, the horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Okay, you hang a horse. Oh, look at that. So is it's that a kind horseshoe? of like superstition. Yeah, superstition, superstition is what we refer, we refer to it as superstition. You refer to it as superstition, but it's tradition. definitely magic or tradition. And, and uh, the idea of that, especially in America, there are a lot of uh, folk uh, folk traditions or old wives' tale, and what does folk mean? Folk means family. Mm. These are all family stories that have passed down, okay? And they've all been synchronized, and they've all been put in, you know, uh, kind of uh, infused. And in reality, that's what <coughs> voodoo is. You know, I got a lot of people would be like, "Well, um, isn't voodoo black magic?" And I'm like, "Well, technically, yes, because black magic has a lot of racial implications there. Mm. Magic is not black or white. It doesn't have a color. It's how you use it. It's like a knife. You can use the knife to stab someone. You can use the knife to carve up a nice meal. Right. Mm. You know. So um, when you hear black magic, I mean, one of the things that I really hate, especially living in LA, is that I'm a white witch. Mm. I'm like, no, no, you're not." 
not you might be white right. <laughs> but you are not you are right. not a white witch there's no white magic or black magic yeah you know so i just i want to understand so are you saying that like the term black magic literally gets applied because of racism absolutely a hundred percent during the to as black magic yeah during the during the victorian era like the late 1800s that's when you start seeing that Weird. okay wow. and um everything because when you think of black magic what do you think bones okay you think something primordial and archaic mm. okay not the new age you go to i mean i went to urban outfitters the other day and they're selling like the crystal chakra tarot deck right, you know right, <laughs> like right. you don't white think magic. Yeah. white magic totally. you don't think you don't when you think of white magic yeah. you think of pastel colors yeah. okay you think of crystals robes. you think of robes you like think of chakras yeah. Yeah. you don't think of bone and and all that stuff. So, a hundred percent, there are racial implications there. Wow, that's you know really interesting. Never thought about it. That yeah, way. It's, it's, it's absolutely all cultures. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Um, One implies the other. Yeah. So what kind of ma uh, magic do you practice? Are you you're not? A, are you? I would say I'm, I'm chaos eclectic. Magic? I'm a, yeah. So I so I. I'm sorry, I talked over you. What did you? No, say? no, no. I, I'm I I do. I'm eclectic. I'm an eclectic practitioner. Okay. When I started. I was very into Wicca. Like, that's that's what was safe for me. That's what I recognized. Um, I was initiated into a Wiccan coven. Um, and and by no, I still respect Wicca a lot. But the more, like I said, like my love is history first mm -hmm. and foremost. Mm -hmm. Neo-paganism is a revival of, of these ancient Celtic pagan roots. Um, but... It's very new, you know? So Wicca was uh, brought together by this dude named Gerald Gardner from England uh, in the 70s. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a very new religion. And even though it may have ties to this ancient culture, mm -hmm. it's very new. And I think that once I started learning that and once I started seeing how new this was, I started I, I, I have an appreciation for different histories and I really like their practices. So I started getting more into eclectic um magic and that's what I consider myself an eclectic practitioner. Um and then uh when I went to New Orleans, that really changed my yeah, my that's a focal whole point. In and of it really is. I mean, first of all, I don't know if you've ever been to New Orleans, but it's mm -hmm. so magical. I love it. It's I have, one of yeah. my it's, favorite places. It's it's ancient. It is like old world meets new world. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you if you didn't believe in ghosts then like when you get there it's yeah. like spirits are walking yeah. There. Well, and it's also got this crazy <laughs> like you said already mentioned, like Catholic history right. like in, in culture and what's fascinating to me about it like I, I worked on something that I've filmed a couple things actually um, brag true, true blood was one of them <laughs> and a drag of course no I, I said drag no, oh I thought you said drag I was like no. yes I filmed no. myself in drag no um <laughs> But, but, uh, well, I was just meant I've been there for work a few times. Uh, and the thing that I remember the first time I went, I was like, oh, New Orleans version of Catholicism is like everything that Catholicism is, but they are like, but 
we're going to like lean into the sin as much as we can and party and get real sexy and real drunk because and throw that huge party. We're going to take off our shirts and be basically like, you know, these party animals because then we're going to fucking just like we're do purging. Let, 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 let. And, you know, it's like, but it's just this really, it's fascinating that they're, they're not like they're a much less repressed version Absolutely. of the religion down there. And you go, oh, these guys just like they realize that they can get away with whatever they want if they just, you know, sure. it's go through Lent and purge themselves of their sin and then they just can start out all over after Easter. It's so <laughs> true. And and I mean there are pagan ties to uh, to uh Mardi Gras as well, you know. Think of think of uh Bacchanalia. Yeah, you know, oh, so yeah. so the Bacchus, who was a god of of revel- so you have this idea of that um and speaking of true blood um so i loved that show and like when i was i was so i was like the wiccan kid when i was watching that show and i'll never forget they have this halloween episode and i was so excited like it's like i think it's season three and they're like all witches um and i'll never forget it's like they like they're talking about um this holiday and i'm so excited i'm like yay finally and they're like sam hayne and i just my little which soul died because it's Samhain. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, so close. Right. Oh. So no, close. Not always. And, and, but I mean, doing the I best appreciate research on that show. No, yeah. but I, I, I actually, I think there's so much mythology that they incorporate into that. And I give them kudos. Um, but I just kind of feel like there's a lot now. It's like every little witch kid is like, I, I practice Samhain. And I was like, you watch True Blood. Right. Yeah. 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 Freaking yeah. watch True Blood. Well, that's a marker. So now you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. it gives them away. Well, then they did on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. This, like, and I'm like, okay, there's been like, Five years, right? They, let's they get can, it right. Let's get it right, and then they were like, "We'll see you on Sam Hain." I'm like, "Gosh damn!" That, I mean, we talked about Samhain on this show, and I remember it was like you could Google one article and get the get the pronunciation Absolutely. for it. So it's not that hard to do. So, to so the upcoming shows, that they need a witch consultant. Yeah, yes. God, oh, there we go. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. What I love about your story is that you know. Um, from what Adela has told us is this, this is something she never asked for. And, you know, she was from, from a child, she was, you know, able to kind of, you know, see into these other worlds and pierce the veil. And, 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 and your story is one of more of a, a fascination starting with history and then moving towards these more eclectic realms of knowledge. And so you really sort of, you know, you opened yourself up to this mystery and, and, and it sort of came to you and you came to it, you know? So it's, it's not just something that you can have to be born with. In other words, I mean, absolutely, it's something you can move to. That's a question I get a lot too. It's like, do you have to be a hereditary witch? Like I get that all the time. Like, do you have to be born a witch? I'm like, first off, Mm -hmm. if you look at, 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 you know, history, technically we were all born witches because at some point or another, your ancestors were pagan. Right. You know, so it's all there. Um, I, you don't have to be born into anything. People are like, do you have to be initiated into witchcraft? You don't. Um, it's pretty much, you know, what you do. Um, and Adela and I, you know, we talk about this all the time because, uh, she is very 
humble mm-hmm. about, and I guess I am too to an extent. But she's very humble about her gifts, uh, and I'm like, listen, I, I earned my, <laughs> <I earned mine." laughs> you know, like my my guidance counselor in high school, um, and I'm sure laughing right now. My guidance counselor in ha- high school was like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I was like, "I'm going to be a professional witch," oh, and literally stared at me right. and look at me now because <laughs> right, right. I definitely am. Well, it's cool you and, uh, and you know, and I mean this in a super positive way, like you wear you wear it you know yeah. what i mean it's like you you're dressed for what you do like you can look at you and go oh yeah i could like that guy's a witch totally i get it you right. know what i mean and i love that it's like putting on your battle armor and going out and being just the way that like a doctor puts on a lab coat or like uh you know a lawyer puts on a suit and tie and grabs her briefcase i feel like you're wearing like yeah this is i'm representing for sure you're it's it's an it's a uh, extroverted part of you which is right. really, really cool and witchcraft is it's precisely that it's a craft not a religion mm-hmm. so that's another thing too like oh i'm christian oh i'm this oh i'm that and and there are no religious implications for being witchcraft witchcraft is really just you know that aspect of you you know tapping into that to do you know so witchcraft to me is a manipulation of nature to achieve a supernatural effect you know so that's that's really what it is everyone practices witchcraft whether you're making a wish whether you're lighting a candle praying (laughs) prayer i mean first i everyone's like oh the bible the Bible is like the coolest spell book ever. Yeah, it's ever. a grimoire. It's a, it's a grimoire. <laughs> That's precisely what it is. Right. It's telling you how to communicate and <laughs> gives you a practice with the with the higher realm. Absolutely. And also, and I'm gonna get mad. It's like when I'm like, oh, it's wonderful Christian mythology because that's what it is. Yeah. You know, they're all stories. Yeah. So there's there's uh, a lot there's a lot there. And another thing too is that a lot of people think, oh, you're dark. Okay, I get that all the time. You're dark, and I'm like. Dude, I worked at Disney World. Right. <laughs> like, like I awesome. love Disney. <laughs> you what know? did you do at Disney I'm World? I'm so bubbly. Oh, I was a vacation planner, and then I did guest relations. Oh, we need to talk wow. later. Yeah. That's oh my god, it's, it's my it's I my go to Disney World. Soon. Oh, you should. It's a, it's our haunted mansion's well, better. Walt Disney himself <laughs> right was, a, uh, was a, an occult fanatic. Oh, and absolutely. He was a thirty uh, third degree Mason, and yes. so he he was no stranger to the occult. And I will give you a fun fact. In the original Snow White, okay, mm-hmm. the evil queen, she has this mirror, okay? And around the mirror, there are all these occult symbols. One of them, not the swastika, okay, but but looked like it because it's actually a, a, Indian, a Hindu symbol. Right. That's right. It's okay, sure. for direction, yeah. okay? Um, and there were all these, like, there were pentagrams and things World like War that. Two, by the way. Absolutely. Or at least America's And um, so... When they were when they were penning it and inking it, there was so much. He was he had already done his little Donald Duck, you know, little right. Nazi special. He was getting so much heat mm-hmm. about that that now when you watch it, they're all astrological signs. Oh wow! wow. So when you look at that evil's queen, evil queen's mirror, oops, um, she has all these astrological signs around it. But before that, there were all these occult symbols. Wow! You know, I'll have to Google to see if I can find the original yeah yeah. If you can find the original sketch, I think the family music. When you yeah. go to the family Which museum, is, oh, we've talked about it on the show. Amazing! Museum. I've never been. It, it's, it's my dream. In the Presidio in San, San Francisco, the what, Walt Disney Family Museum. Oh yeah. What about all that hidden stuff in uh, in, in in the Disney films? Like the artists will. Um, well, that's just ever, bored artists being perverts. <laughs> I right? think that's less occult. Right? I think really, that's talking about boners. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. less occult yeah. and mysticism, yeah. and more like let's fa- put a boner. We're not getting, paid, I'm not getting paid okay. enough to do this. Fuck. Let's put a penis on yeah. the cover of Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was wondering if, that, if if there was anything um, 
how do I phrase this? If, if anything was passed down as to say, you know, it's like the yin and the yang symbol, you know, within the black, it implies the white with the white dots. So in these stories that they're telling, if they want to subvert uh, a hidden message to, you know, click on that aspect of the psyche, is that is that more contrived? Or like you said, is it just bored artists do like, let's put a boner in the Little Mermaid castle? It could be a bit of both. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I really empathize with Ursula. Uh-huh. I feel like Ursula, Ursula all the time. Right. Like people always flock into my cauldron crying spells dylan please you know and if you think about it ursula gave ariel all the proper things how to get her wish Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and ariel didn't care about her father she really wanted her boo yeah you know (laughs) she she didn't care how she was gonna get there um and she made an epic sacrifice for a dude that she met one day (laughs) yeah Yeah. totally and i get that all the time. Right, right. So I really think it's like, if you want this, you know, you everything has to do with sacrifice or balance. Yeah, so not necessarily black or white, yes. but definitely nature is going to find that balance. Well, and that's what I was saying. Within those classic Disney stories are an alternative motif. That if Absolutely. You, if you look beyond just what's there, you can find another story. Of course. It's almost like Wicked. Look at Wicked. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really know like that. I know I should. But, but you know, she she has all these trials and tribulations that led her to where she is, mm. you know. Well, something now. you just said, you know, about like everything requires a sacrifice, even I mean all all change in, mm-hmm. you know, magic is manifesting something that's from the unmanifest into the manifested. Like if you want to get in shape, for example, right. if you want to like I want to like you have to change. You have to sacrifice. We can't eat these things anymore. Right. You're going to have to put more energy out there in terms of like exercise. It's just those little simple things, these conventions that we often take for granted that um, it just lines up with stories you hear of magic and alchemy and all this stuff. It's like it does have everything has its price. Everything does have a sacrifice. Absolutely. You know, if you want to go pursue uh, your dreams of being an, you know, an actor in New York, you got to leave your hometown and go to New York. You have to put in the work. You right. You know what I mean? So that makes sense on an on a magical level that 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 law is there as well, you know, or that rule, I should yeah. say. Yeah, and a lot of people think that magic is more, uh, not saying that it's not supernatural, but like, you know, you'll have that practical. person practical, and they don't they don't get that. They think, they think easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they want right. the job, they want to be CEO of a company, mm-hmm. okay? They'll pay whatever to get that. They'll light the candle, mm-hmm. but then it's like, did you turn in the job application? Yeah, exactly. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Did you go to the interview? Yeah, right. you, you have know? to do the work. You right. have to do the practice to Find get the Find me a relationship. Find me a boo. Yeah. I really want this or whatever. Are you be- like Hugh Hugh Jackman's not going to knock on your door and be like I'm ready if you're binge watching Netflix. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know. So you got to get out there. You, you got to get your best out there. Forward. Absolutely. Get a haircut. Precisely, <laughs> like make yourself what, make presentable. Yourself presentable You'll you know? automatically be more attractive to <laughs> it, other people. It, but it, but it's true. But I mean, I think I think magic in a way works very much the same way. I think people are like, well, I wished for it. Mm. Yeah, it's like, that's not how it fucking works. Like putting the intention out there is 
part of the spell. Yes, but, but the rest is follow through. You've got to do mm. the follow through. And I see it in my own life all the time. It's like, well, I'm, when I'm putting the intention forward and then working towards the intention, I get results. Absolutely. When I'm sitting around going, God, I wish things would change, and I'm not fucking doing anything to change it, nothing happens. In it's fact, true. it gets worse. Well, now, Absolutely. And that's practical magic. But have you ever run into... Has magic ever confounded you with a deeper mystery? I mean, does it... Does it ever does it ever come to you in in, in an unexplainable fashion? Yes. Does it surprise you? Yes. All the, so one of them I did uh, I recently did um I had a client that I did uh workings for and she was working towards this and I remember we did a reading and I was like and and this was like the first time that I was like I see you getting money I don't see you working for it. Mm. Like that was the first time that I was like this is literally what I see. Wow. You know? And and tarot so and this was actually tarot reading not bones and uh tarot um it's not intuitive. There are a lot of intuitive tarot readers out there, but tarot has precise dynamics. Every card has specifications of what it means, especially when they line up with other cards. So I was like, I really don't see you working for this income. Wow. And that I probably went against I, your better I, judgment, yeah. too. Like, and oh. I automatically was like, huh. Right. And sure enough, like a week later, her cousin passed away, and she literally got this insane wow. uh, Inherit- wow. inheritance and and she was like remember that money you didn't see me working for like, shabam and i was like yeah and like yeah it was pretty ridiculous does that ever happen a lot your clients will give you a uh, post confirmation and, oh, and i'm sure you yeah. appreciate that yeah I, I appreciate a lot but and it's so funny too because i always tell people it's like i i kind of feel like as much as i pre and i love that it happens mm-hmm. um it's it's confirmation for my craft uh but as as I said, you know, first and foremost, I'm the conduit. So yeah. it's not really an ego boost because I'm literally telling you what I, I'm seeing and what I was trained to see. Yeah. So I think that's one time that magic has kind of been like, whoa. Um, I think another time too, um, <laughs> this is really silly. Um, I had this amazing idea that Hugh Jackman was going to star in Les Mis. And... <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't always did have I, to be, like, high stakes. Did I'm I ever tell you about the time I gave myself the part of Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> That's a good story. I have a feeling these stories are going to be similar. <laughs> I literally watched Les Mis, and I was like, this is Hugh Jackman, and they should do a movie. And sure enough, when I, and I, I shipped that so hard. Wow. So I should be getting royalties. That's yeah. amazing. That's All right, we're awesome. going to take a quick break. When yeah. we come back, more fun with Mystic Dylan. Awesome. Dylan. Yes. There is a game that we like to play with all of our guests. Yes. It's called Bullshit or Believe It. I'm going to go down a list of things, and if you believe in it, you say believe it. If you don't, you say bullshit. If you're somewhere in between, you still got to pick one of them. Okay. All right? This is a binary game. <laughs> There's no way. I do this with witchcraft. I call it craft or crap. Craft or crap. <laughs> craft or crap. crap. That's Love awesome. It. So you yeah. get it. So okay. On your mark. Yes. Get set. Yes. Ghosts. Oh, Believe it. UFOs. Bullshit. Bigfoot. Bullshit. Angels. <laughs> Believe it. Gnomes. Believe it. Fairies. Believe it. Unicorns. Bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Bullshit. Little Gray Aliens. Bullshit. Dogman. Bullshit. Parallel Universes. Believe it. Shapeshifters. Believe it. Mermaids. Bullshit. Heaven. Bullshit. Hell. 
Bullshit. Dragons. Bullshit. Yeti. Bullshit. Elves. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Bullshit. Oh, oh man. Oh, ESP. <laughs> oh, believe it. Chupacabra. Bullshit. Demons. Believe it. Atlant- Seen it. Atlantis. Uh, y- yes, absolutely. Believe it. Life on other planets. Uh, I want to. World peace. Bullshit. Peace in the <laughs> multiverse. It. Oh, believe it. Yay. Wow, this that is one of the amazing. most fascinating yes, ones. Yes. Yes. So you are not on board with UFOs, aliens, or oh, anything. Oh, I know. You need to spend no, more no, no. time It's so funny because... Get that mic closer <laughs> to your mouth. Adela was like, Bigfoot Collectors Club, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I've heard you're terrified of aliens. <laughs> I, I am 100%... To, look, if it's anything like Mars Attack or whatever those movies are or Alien, right. I'm out. That's right. amazing. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. Totally. I mean, like, th- this is a kid who will talk to ghosts, but doesn't want to see the ghosts. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yep. Um, I also, there's something about the the pop culture, like the big head, big eyes, green thing that just doesn't suit right with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just hate that. It yeah. just oh, doesn't aesthetically please me. No, it's freaky. I also hate when people, like, having been to Egypt and been inside the Great Pyramid, I'm like, why are we going to take away, like, like... We're all just going to all did. the work that they did yeah. and, and just make it, you know, aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's I, someone mentioned on a podcast I was listening to not too long ago. They're like, yeah, this whole ancient alien stuff is pretty racist, too. Because it's, it's saying like only smart white, white people, people can make cool shit. And, it, and otherwise, aliens need to jump in and help. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of it's kind of yeah. there's some roots there. I see the point. I don't I know that people who are really into ancient aliens are like screaming that that's not true but yeah. th- but if you stop and think about it for a minute there's an argument to be made it's true and spoiler alert slaves did not build the pyramids who did mm. bum 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 the egyptians yeah. uh the nile flooded every year so pharaoh hired those people to build the pyramids and we actually found their graves and they were paid really well and they had wages and women had drank power and-, and drank beer and and sat pretty nice. so and even the poorest egyptian had gold how mm. weird is that awesome yeah. So, but, and fairies, uh, to me, fairies are just a bastardized, you know, uh, pagan Celtic deities. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they made them really, really, really tiny. No, I yeah. love it. It's nice to get someone and then in almost here who. Non existent. <laughs> and non existent. Yeah. Who, uh, put believe it on fairies and gnomes. And we don't get a, most of that is bu- we hear bullshit. Yeah. But. They're elemental spirits. Yeah. And Atlantis. Yeah. It was a real place. Uh, well, I think it was the, the Greeks. If you, you look that. at, yeah. If you look at the writings of Philo and, um, you know, uh, uh, oh, Herodotus, Plato, yeah. they all talk about that. So I think it was a Greek, a Greek province off the coast of the Mediterranean and mm. it just disappeared. I mean, have you heard of the ninth rank? So the ninth rank was a Roman military, 5,500 men who went to invade Britain and disappeared. So either the Celts totally um, eradicated them or something. Roanoke. Okay, cool. Yeah, Roanoke. Is that what you said? Roanoke? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, this is awesome. All right. Um, Writing this down. The ninth rank. Mm -hmm. Cool. Done. All right. I'm going to look that up. All right. Quick break, come back. Time to, instead of high strangeness this week is all going to be throwing them bones. bones. Rolling or throwing? Throwing, probably. Throwing. Throwing bones. Throw them bones. I was thinking of a hip hop song. <laughs> you always are. You're so cool. If you a hip hop song, I'm throw them bones. Outlaw country now. <laughs> oh, but. boy. That'd be a good country song, throw them bones. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, and we're back. And it's, yeah, you yes, can take your headphones, take your headphones off. off. Just stay close to the mic as I much as possible. So, so Michael, here's a knife. We're just going to need you to uh, make a blood sacrifice. Your, yes. Take the back of my. It's just a quick little palm. blood sacrifice. Oh, yeah, awesome. So, okay. what are we doing? We're throwing, or you're throwing bones. You're going to throw bones. Oh wow! I'm just oh, wow. a conduit. Okay. So oh. you have to think of a question you want to ask. Okay. okay. Are we going to go around the circle? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Let's hold do on. it. Or should we do so, one collectively for the podcast? Or do you want to do a collective podcast throw? I think we should go around a circle. Yeah, okay. I think it's fine. Because okay. then we have more to like go, oh, Not maybe a team the- player. <laughs> wow, I guess well, Michael's got his own question. Michael wants be, his own question. My yeah. question could be about the... Po- I'm just thinking variety. Okay, that's all. Great. I'm just, great. I'm just about the Are we going to verbalize our question? Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, okay. because I don't read minds. Okay. Okay, no. no, great. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. like, a, you know, don't let people know your wish or it won't come true type thing. Yeah, so, no, definitely okay. let me know your question. Mm. I've never um, bones before. That's okay. Okay. Uh, it's going to be fun. Okay, so who wants to go first? I'll go first. Perfect. Okay. So what you're going to do, yep. you're going to, you're going to. You're going to blow, you're going to shake, you're going to throw. I'm going to blow, shake, and throw. Blow, shake, and throw. Sounds like a Saturday Don't night. throw the shell. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I Sometimes <laughs> I feel like shake, I don't need to throw. say that, but then someone totally chucked me with a shell. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you're going to hold on to the shell. Yep. You're going to ask your wish. Okay. Oh, it, not your wish. Is it, is Sorry, there, your question. A, it's a question. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, now I'm like changing up my question. There's so much I want to know. I'm going to have to come visit you at the Mystic Museum. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, I got a question. Am I going to find Bigfoot? Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Okay. So now you're going to blow into the yep. bones. Yep. Cup one hand on top. Mm-hmm. Give me a nice shake, 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 shake. And you're just going to check them. There we go. Okay. So the first thing that I see here. This is an ankle bone. This has to do with mobility. Mm. It requires travel and effort from your part. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, the other thing, too, is that this coyote bone right here has uh-huh. to do with communication. Okay. And see how there's one facing away from you? I do. There's a lot of conflict. And see all those bones in the middle? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of muck. Okay. So not necessarily saying no, but it does look to me that there are a lot of obstacles that stand in your way that would make of sense. achieving that. Wow. Okay. Like, I mean, that all doesn't exist. What's interesting though is that <laughs> see how, how like when you look at the bones, I'm just they saying tell this a story. big ass. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can kind of see the story of the bones. Well, no, what, um, you, what you just said, like uh, ankle and mobility, so much of the. Uh, some of the great evidence of, of Bigfoot is the is the track cast and the footways that that, that uh, showed the type of mobility of a creature like that would have. Absolutely. Now, this bison tooth right here has to do with stubbornness, strength, usually a wise person. Mm. With this being upright right here, it does indicate that there is someone who could lead you in the right direction. Wow. So either someone actually has seen Bigfoot or can get you there. Um, but the one thing that I see here, this gator foot is facing kind of in your direction. Yeah. So away from, or the the claws are facing you. Yeah. So you need to be more active. So with it facing you, there's a very lackadaisical sense of like, whether it's on the back burner, yes, it's a passion, but not necessarily something that you're mm. taking an active everyday role in pursuing. And you might do that. You might need that in order to achieve that. And then this pheasant foot right here, also facing in your direction, yeah. you're too grounded. So staying in one place. Mm. So you need that mobility or you need 
see that change. And it may require you having either direct contact with this person mm-hmm. in order to achieve that goal. Wow. Yeah. And then this coyote tooth right here, just chilling. Mm-hmm. This is trickster energy. Oh, saying wow. Saying that there will be obstacles. Well, there's a lot of that in uh, in Bigfootery. Yeah. That's wild. A lot of what you just said is, uh, is very poignant and apt into... Uh, into what I'm involved with, my secret project. So awesome. There we go. Cool. That was incredible. Thank you. Yes. Thank That's you. That's wild. Uh, the trickster spirit, I feel like, is also very like a key element of high strangeness. No doubt about that there's it. There's always yeah. when you're dealing with like this world, this yeah. realm of the other. Yeah. That there is this allu- that There always seems to be a bit of that, even in Bigfoot stories, this mm-hmm. element of 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 the trickster in it. Of course, because he's playing. It's a big game of hide and seek. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. And I also think going on that, it's like you will have those people who I have no doubt seen it and. Mm-hmm. Maybe have that experience. Yeah. And then you're going to have those manipulative people who either just want to cash out or want attention yep. who are going to, you know, lie or manipulate the situation. So I think totally. you deal with both those things. Wow. And as I well. Have. Yeah, that's wild. That okay. was great, Dylan. Thank you. Great. Any time. All right. So I'll we put next. the bones back in. <clears throat> so we're putting the bones back into what kind of shell is this? It's an abalone Ooh. shell. Oh, it's very shiny. Yeah. That mobile bone just fell on the floor. That's very interesting. Also, you did break your foot. That's yeah. what I was like. The, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, my mobility. Yeah. Broke, when you broke your foot last year, maybe it's like a yeah. connected to that as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. What's that coin in all the bones? This is a yes, no coin. So this jagged little area right here. This would be no, mm-hmm. and then the straight one would be yes. Wow! Well, it was but that's n- only if you ask a yes, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, cool. oh, which what you did, did it mean? Which you did? Which you right. did? Right. Okay. So underneath all the muck, yeah. you got a no. <laughs> underneath all the yeah. muck. Are underneath you sure it was a no? It was under the. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It was, was under no. all the. But bones. not necessarily. I think that there's still you have that person. You have to look at everything combined. I will. You know, and it was hidden. It wasn't showing itself yeah. to you. Yeah, that's you wild. Know? So I think that there's still a a mystery or something worth finding yourself. All right. And then these four markers right here, these are called the ancestral bones. Okay. So they kind of just guide. So you. All right. I'll go next. Now, yep. do I, Blow, I don't have shake, to throw. Ask, I don't have to um, ask a yes or no question. No, you can ask anything. Where am I going or what's the next step? Okay, or, great. Yeah, yeah, Who All right. Um, so this is really. Who, what, when, where, why? This is a, this is a very accurately question. My um, last uh, job, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, just ended. Coming mm-hmm. off the heels of that. Wondering. Where the next acting job might take me, or when it might uh, might happen. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So blow. Mm-hmm. Shake. Shake. Throw. And throw. Now, do you have to use an intention when you blow or shake, or is it just a focused concentration? Of, it's a or? Fo- form of concentration. Okay. Wow. So your yeah, throw. that is a good throw. Okay. But the first thing that I'm going to tell you right here. Oh, I messed up. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So obviously you didn't ask yes no question, but you did get yes right there in the center. Right. Wow. Okay. So I definitely think that acting uh, a next opportunity is coming your way. One of the things that I do see though here, is that the... one of the things that I see though yeah. is that if you look at the skater claw right here, mm-hmm. it does require effort from your end. So if it is something that you want. 
see how all these so you have this coyote jawbone facing you mm-hmm. okay and a chicken you have foot. this well pheasant Sorry, but pheasant. yeah you have this pheasant foot facing you so this is communication it's facing you you're withholding communication Ooh. the pheasant facing you too grounded okay oh. so don't wait for things to find you you have to take initiative and find that okay one thing that i'm going to tell you though this ankle bone right here kind of pulls you away you're jack of all trades you have multiple talents and gifts mm. i see you generating multiple ways of of income i don't see you getting income in one way and it does look to me that the upcoming project is either one of stability or one that you're not necessarily doing via working for someone else okay okay it could also mean now is the time to focus on whatever you put on the back burner to focus on those goals as well um the other thing too this right here this carnelian stone has to do with um blood flow and relaxation but you have this other bone here so to me looking at those things there's something you've put on a hierarchy or there is whether a dream job or passion that you have You've kind of made it so above you. So whatever goal this is for you in your career, you have to advocate and vocalize and try to get that. I don't think you're far off from getting that. And like I said, so this bison, whenever you see this bison tooth, okay, think of it as someone um, like either a superior or someone you know. I also see you having communication with whoever that is to achieve this goal. Because I do see the pinnacle of your career will be in acting in some way, but there's space in between Mm -hmm. okay so definitely take a look at that okay this wonderful stone right here okay this has to do with um wealth and that's kind of like your end goal so i do see you obtaining that so far away from Um, me (laughs) because it's gonna take a month it's gonna take a minute it's gonna take a minute, okay? Mark's like, let's scoot it's, that it's out. It's literally outside, outside the circle, but, it but it's well within your sight. Okay, got it. Okay, the other thing too. So usually this vertebrae, uh-huh. it's gonna land up. So this has to do with being upright and secure. But on its side, not saying that you're insecure, but it does look to me that in regards to passions, there are sacrifices that you've made or there's something that's going to cycle through. One of the things that I actually see, see how, if you look, mm-hmm. see how they kind of go oh. in this direction. You got to get on the mic or we'll, Sorry. We'll Sorry. I apologize. See how it kind of goes in this direction. You kind of have these bones going around uh, right here. So you have these have to do with protection. They're going around. I kind of see a journey. Whatever you put on the back burner is going to cycle through. So there's a passion that you have that may require more attention or may result uh, in generating income of some sort. Okay. Now, Dylan, I'm really interested in these two bones. This mm-hmm. one that's right outside. What did you call these four? Right. Oh, these are the ancestral bones. I threw and ancestral yeah. bones. a bone that's outside the well, ancestral yes. bones. And it's missing, and this is an ankle bone, mobility. Mm. With it being here, it's something that you've deprived or is missing. Mm. So you actually need to find whatever this mobility is, and you need more mobility in achieving either your goal, or it's kind of saying that like right now, maybe you need to be a little more grounded and know that in the upcoming months, your life may take a 180. Hmm. And what about this bone that's sitting right on the, uh, oh, the circumference like of the circle? Over there is that there a tooth? we go. Yeah, that's a tooth. Okay. Communication. So another thing that may be missing, an implement that may be missing. 
Okay. Got so that and notice how they're kind of right on the well this one kind of jumped out, but that's right on the edge. Okay. Right. Also, that coyote too, whenever bones are by themselves, think of it as like honing in. You have to hone in mm. on that energy. So I think the coyote tooth facing away from you, so something that you need or something that you have to do, maybe you have to manipulate the energy to suit your needs. Okay. God, this is fascinating just right. because there's I mean, uh, oh, and you also are... need to be the predator. Oh, all right. You're gonna play the predator. I'm gonna go put on some uh, <laughs> makeup, like uh, go get the, the black go. makeup to put <laughs> on it streaks yeah. under my eyes. If it bleeds, yeah. we can kill it. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, to me, this too is very uh, poignant because you have this coyote jawbone right here mm -hmm. um and then you have this rib cage so the rib cage is protection and you have that um predator so you have that gator foot so to me it's like you're either closing yourself off for a, a specific goal and it might it might require necessary conflict in order to achieve whatever that is okay so being vocal or everyone you get know, out of my saying, fucking way you have to fight people to get Absolutely. to that <laughs> That money's wow. so far away. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, All my but riches. I would say <laughs> But I would say definitely in regards to acting, you acting is definitely well that is part of your career. But I would say focus on whatever passions you have. I do see you generating income from multiple facets. Frogs. Michael I really like it. frogs. I'm into frogs. I've never talked about Michael it. Michael is an incredible frogs. writer as well. Oh, he is and you. he makes comic books. Yes. All right, so, all right, cool, good to know. Okay, so Riley, not July. Right. Okay, Are you works. ready to throw them bones? I'm ready, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna use mine to ask about the show. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, there we I go. have all the right. bones. All right, now uh, Riley's got the bones. How? Well, so what do you think, Michael? Riley's Did that vibe got with the you? bones. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about yeah, it later. Copy that. Still worried about, still that, worried money about that money stone. <laughs> Money's fine. I just want to work. I see you working. I just want to be on a TV show again. I, he's just, I see you working, but not getting paid a lot. So yeah. independent films for Michael. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But maybe it's because you look at that, if you look at that gator, and, and if you look at those things about what you want, instead of just, you know, you're so, I just want to do a TV show again, what would be your ultimate acting goal? Mm. Mm, got it. Cool. All right, Riley. Oh, okay, it's a rhetorical question. Um, all right, I'm going to ask the Bones, what is what does the future hold for Bigfoot Collectors Club? Oh, wow. Nice. Ooh. All right. Oh, no. Whoa. Wow. No, that's good. That's He's fine. Too strong. Canceled. Right. We got a tooth over here. We got a rib. We got a little rib bone. You guys, I killed the show. I don't know if this is a rib. Can I pick them up to show you? What yeah, we got absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, right. you can the touch floor. it. There we go. You can put them right here. Yeah, I got this okay. tooth. Just right. put them right here. Did I there throw we go. Any more off the that's okay. a great question, Dylan. So, is, there, is there such thing as a good or bad throw or all throws? What's supposed to happen? So I will tell you, for the three of you, usually what a lot of people do is they dump. Mm -hmm. Okay? So when when bones dump together or clump together, I call that the clusterfuck. Right. So oh. that represents obstacles. Oh, wow. Okay? When you throw the bones and they're spread, that is kind of like the journey. When they clump together, it's necessary. It's meant for something to happen. So, yeah, a lot of people will I be like... I know that Bryce really clumped. They get, no, I had, I had a little no, bit of bone. He, he, he threw. He I threw. clumped. Don't pick <laughs> on his bone There's throwing. some central muck, but other than that, there yeah. were some good markers. Some Absolutely. good outside markers. Absolutely. But a lot of people good will be like, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw... <laughs> 
and boom. And it's like, oh. You tell okay. me to throw, I'm going to throw. I got, there we go. I got you did you yeah. did you did a nice throw. Okay, so, so what let's do we got start here? look at here. So First thing that I see right here, you have that wonderful ankle bone, so I do see a lot of mobility in the show and growth. Okay. Oh, and I never talked about these. Ooh. So there are three of these, I believe. I think one's over yeah, here. Yeah, you have one over here. There nervous? might be another one. So these represent specific people. Ooh. Okay. So whenever, so this one is upright right here. Mm -hmm. So this is a person that can assist you, or this is the next step. Okay. So the meeting of a new person. See how that gator foot, once again, it's in there. Yeah. If you want longevity in the show you have to be the predator so you have to take initiative and it does require a bit of effort on your part so right now with a facing away it's kind of saying you know there is a very don't be lackadaisical or go with the flow with the show like if you have these goals that you want or whatever you perceive with this mm -hmm. definitely definitely take that journey okay in the center bone, we have this bison So and this mobility. I see this taking off and growing into something else. And mm. now we have this wonderful stone right here that represents prosperity. Right. There's yeah. money that comes from it. So generating income from that. Thank you, Patreon. Okay. There we go. <laughs> totally. You have Check that pheasant foot. You have that pheasant <laughs> foot you, over there <laughs> facing away from you. So this is travel. All okay. Right. Ooh, so I definitely do see. Uh -huh. I definitely do see a lot of travel. And actually... Actually, the bones that are missing are not necessarily ones that would affect in any way, okay? Mm. Whatever is lacking, you already have key components here. The only ones that, so like both jaw bones flew outside of mm -hmm. the circle. Yeah. So that just has to do with communication. Communication is key, okay? Making sure that that what you want is vocalized. That's a good so, question, Dylan. So when, so when things are outside the circle, do they become, <laughs> yeah. do they become relevant to the reading? Do they become relevant to the reading or are they? discounted per se they're, they're discounted i see but it it is nice to know what's missing yeah okay right because i'm very interested in this one yeah. that's in the jaw of the coyote yeah what it's is kind of right stone? there right on the edge there and that's a carnelian which has to do with blood flow and tranquility wow. okay so the other thing could be too don't stress over this mm -hmm. okay it might you know don't i think that really it does take uh initiative and and it does take a little bit of vigor and once you get that, these two bones right here are wonderful, okay? And actually, those three. Yeah, <coughs> we've got the, the... Yeah, I say our, it, that's a wonderful combo right here. I do see travel. I do, do see mobility and prosperity. Um, and then, like I said, you didn't ask a yes or no question. That is on no. But to me, with it being so close, it could be any obstacles that find you that are within your reach, I think you will overcome. Okay. So there are obstacles that you are going to uh, fight. So definitely computer take ghosts. a look at that. <laughs> Absolutely. The computer ghosts. Um, and them. also if you see too, you have a wonderful line. So it's kind of very direct. Mm. Oh, yeah. So there is a journey that is happening with this. So I do see longevity in the show and I think you're going to achieve whatever goals you have sooner rather than later. Cool. Wow. Yeah. All right. Very Future cool. is fast. Future is bright, Man, guys. That is so fascinating cool. stuff. Yeah. There we um, go. Mystic Dylan, <laughs> if uh, listeners out there want to get into magic or perhaps strengthen their own magic practice or Wicca 
witchcraft, what do you recommend they do or don't do? Ooh, I always well reading first go and to foremost. The library, I was just yeah, say. go to the library and read. Um, Wicca. There's a lot of history about Wicca, but I find that a lot of Wiccan authors kind of um, frou frou the practice and history. Mm. So definitely, I would say look at the history of witchcraft. Okay. Um, also look at your roots. Okay, because you can find out your practices based on your ancestors. Yeah, I Maybe noticed there's that something you, there. That's, that's something you had done. You were very yeah. uh, in tune with your uh, your lineage. Absolutely. My ancestors make a lot of sheet cakes. <laughs> so there we go. You can make a lot of magical. Yeah, good luck with that, bro. Magical. <laughs> there's cakes, not a lot of oh you know? magic. In Maybe you're gonna open yeah. a bakery. <laughs> so I that mean, like nice. I. So I have Native American, Cuban, Irish, and French. Mm. Um, and so I kind of incorporate a lot That's of that. That's very New Orleans. Yeah. So I incorporate a lot of that in my uh, practices, but definitely look at that. Um, I I also think it's good to read books. Like there's a wonderful book called The Encyclopedia of Witchcraft by Judica Isles. Mm. And not only is she a magical practitioner, but she's also an anthropologist. Oh, wow. So I kind of respect anything that that she writes or says. Um, or you can go to Burbank, the Mystic Museum, and you can visit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're a local, please there we do. Go. go check and out we have we have a wonderful thing called Club Coven uh, at the Mystic Museum that we do. Um, and it's it's just a, an eclectic you know, um, group of like-minded people, and mm. we just talk about the occult and witchcraft, and we learn from each other. Oh my god, I want to come to so, that. So yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely be coming by. Yeah, yeah, by. Absolutely. yeah, Let's do it. Let's you coordinate. Totally we should. should come record an episode. Uh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. You know? yeah. Eric and Kiko, the owners, are amazing. They're so Great. cool. We'll look to that in the future for sure. Yeah. Dylan, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Yeah, this been awesome. awesome. What a fascinating yeah. episode. Uh, really yeah. appreciate you uh, coming to be our guest, and then we put you to work while you're on the show you know it's what i do uh, yeah. where can people find which in the media where can people find your social media the witch in the medium is i think everywhere except apple at the moment but i think it's going to be on itunes soon probably by yeah. the time um, listeners yeah by the time you listen to this yeah. it will be up uh and that's with adela levine who is amazing um i'm at the mystic museum on uh friday saturdays and sundays uh and then you can visit me at mystic dylan official my website is mysticdylan.com and Great. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Go check out awesome. the podcast. Awesome. It's amazing. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Again, thank you, day. Mystic, Mystic <laughs> Dylan. I want to thank my co-host Bryce and our super producer Riley Bray and you, the listener out there. Uh, we'll see you again next week for an all-new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Until then, go get regressed. Do it. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.